What up, fellow headbangers? How you doing? It's Rob O'Day, and welcome to the greasiest of all time. Tonight, we're chilling with Fifth Circle from Vancouver. And just like all British Columbians, they like cold beer and hot food. How you guys doing tonight? Good. Good. Enjoying some cold beer, but waiting for hot food. Right. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself and tell us how the band started? Well, um, <laughs> Jordan, Nikki's the bass player. And Dave is our guitar player. We're missing Mike and Ramil, our drummer and another guitar player. Um, if you're going to ask how we formed, it is a greasy story. Um, it, our place. band was essentially born out of a bar fight between Michael Black and Marty, who was our former guitar player, and the other Michael Black was the former drummer. And um, I think Dave might know the story a little bit better, but... Uh, do you, do you know what I'm talking about, Dave? Um, yeah, basically, <laughs> our old <laughs> old drummer. Um, so the band was uh, two guys named Marty and Michael Black, and uh, I joined. And I played with them for a little bit, and then Marty and Mr. Black got in a little fist fight at a bar, and then uh, Marty left. And by that point, we had found Jordan because he worked with uh, Mr. Black. And then, yeah, the rest is history. We just kind of uh, kept jamming and had a bunch of people come and go. And um, finally, after, I guess, what, like five, six years, basically finally settled on the full lineup. Yeah, I guess summer of like 2017, we kind of yeah. hit up where we're at. Something like yeah, that, 16, yeah, 17. Right? Yeah, late late summer after our um, tour with Colin. Which, well, <laughs> we know how that went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but so now I, we've... More or less got a final, uh, final, uh, what do you call it? Final lineup that we like and that's stable. So it's now with the real work begins. Yeah. So we've been in that, we've been in the same jam space for basically the last 10 years now coming up. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's solid. I know. Like for it. So it's been one of the few like stable thing, what a stable thing in our life. Like it's, uh, it's like it's like a religion, you know, except there's <laughs> beer and loud music instead, you know. Yeah. So. No, it definitely yeah. is. Well, in the space that our jam space at is pretty cool as well. Um, it's at 431 Front Street in New West. It's like they've got like a venue that they built upstairs. And um, it's really honestly when shows are back, I think it's going to be definitely a key in like keeping, you know, at least our kind of, I guess, group or I don't know, kind of like social network in the scene really from kind of collapsing because we have a venue gem spaces and everything. So it's, um, you know, it's pretty cool because yes. we did lose a lot of, we did lose a lot of venues. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's so. really nice, like unique, unique place because like a, a lot of the other places in, uh, in Vancouver that, that do, um, I, there's a couple names off the top of my head, but like, uh, they, they try to do like the entire cultural scene plus band scene plus art gallery. They kind of like they they lose funding or they they just they they just die off and it's a real shame. They just because, stretch too far. Stretches well, themselves too yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, it's just you know and a lack of funding, lack of money. So yeah. the spot we're at, we're lucky it's subsidized by all the people that are already renting there, and then there's the space up top. So it's not like it's uh, necessarily you know in, in danger of funding. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of the few places that luckily will be left standing when it's all done yeah it's crazy how everything's changed from bands planning full tours to all of a sudden like hey we're not even allowed to hang out anymore yeah yeah you guys you guys have a a a a crazy knack for engaging people with humor in your music videos 
Like, that's that's the one thing. Like I watched the first video you guys sent me, and I was like, I, I like these guys. You can tell you can tell you're from BC. You got a wicked sense of humor. What what inspires that? Just just to engage people. Um, you really can't take yourself too seriously, especially in this genre. You know what I mean? Like it's. It, ironically you know like the the harder edge you try to portray it, it 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 gives you the opposite right so i mean like our music speaks for itself and we just have fun mm-hmm. yeah it's it, I definitely it may be, like it, to me it would be hard to not inject humor into music like there's like frank zappa said does humor belong in music there's a live dvd if you've never watched it, i'd highly recommend it but like people that like just to reiterate what dave says like we really like you need to be able to laugh too. Like if you're playing such serious music, like how are people going to like, there's only so much camp you can put out there and people are going to, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's partly, sorry. It's part of our, it's part of our appeal. I don't know. It's like, we we like humor as a group. We get along with each other. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's artistic honesty too. Cause it, I mean, a lot of it is kind of just like, you know, like a lot of the jokes in our videos and whatnot start from just conversations we have in real life, like when we're hanging out or talking or like writing music. So it's kind of like a way of like really putting ourselves out there, you know? Yeah. And I think it definitely sets you guys uh, apart from everyone else who, you know, stands there <laughs> and does the typical, like, yeah, well, like ne- metal. Ne- it's like no, Necrogoblicon would be a really good example of somebody. Oh kind my of god, man! I literally, I, I literally, your vocals remind me of early Randy from uh, Lamb of God and Necrogoblicon. Like I was, I was saying that earlier. I'm like, I love the way he sounds. They're, <laughs> the way they do things is perfect, and I mean, you got to have fun with it, right? Like Guar was the key to being hilarious with metal. Like, it, yeah. like it's just. I mean, you even look at some metal bands who like Manowar. They're talking like they're riding steeds with swords and shit. It's like, dude, you guys are not doing this. I get, they actually get it. it. And that's the thing. There are bands that genuinely believe that. And I'm like, it's no. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Just no. Like, be yourself. You'll sell way yeah. more. And that's it. It's, it's not even about selling. It's just like, you know, I mean, yeah, it's just like there's only so much of one emotion you can you can portray and if it's all blah, you know heavy everything <laughs> like it, it just you know you yeah. gotta you gotta you gotta everybody feels a full range of emotions so you kind of have to cater to that and and especially if you're playing like a bar crowd if you can't tell a joke like you what are you doing on stage yeah, you what are you doing on stage <laughs> exactly you're an entertainer you have to be able to entertain exactly. Exactly. I always I always say the exact same thing to everybody that that what why do you guys wear short shorts and see what do you guys do blah 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 say you, you don't gotta like us you just have to remember us. Yeah, no, literally, that's that's like uh, my not my very first show. My very first show was opening up for Bleeding Alarm, but with one of my bands, our first show was opening up for Ninja Spy, and then we ended up opening nice. for Ninja Spy constantly for like a good ten yeah. years. And uh, mm-hmm. the one thing I still remember is Joel and his fucking laser yeah. into the crowd. You know what I mean? Like it was just like that made you love them, and they're like flips over each other's back when he's going yeah. over Tim and. Yeah. yeah it's just it's entertainment and it, it makes the show and that's why i think they did so good in their run you know what i mean all right we're gonna check out the song reborn
the light of tomorrow's dawn is made by the same today's sun. It takes strength from what I have when I bask in the golden rays. Resilience resets my frame and I will never be the same. My memories and experience are the only gateways to my past and until they're passed on they exist only so long as I last. Settle with the dust for sums that don't add up. I take strength for what I have. We all courses through my veins Resilience resets my frame And I will never be the same My memories and experience are the only gateways to my past And then until they are passed on They exist only so long as I
your guys' style is is death metal, and I feel it like a touch of thrash behind it with your drummer for sure. For sure. Yeah. And you guys have like wicked harmonizing instrumentals. What is who's yeah. your main content creator, and or is it just a collaborative effort? Pretty collaborative, um, I think. A lot of it, yeah. It's uh, there's no one now writer. Yeah, uh, the, like, I mean, it really our our music is really guitar driven, so everything really starts with a riff mm -hmm. and then we kind of start from there but it those riffs are usually it's going to be the four of us mike dave and nikki and i and it's usually us jamming the riffs out and then we kind of bring all the riffs together with ramil and then he kind of he he's he's our great um if it passes the smell test with Ramil, it's going to be good. So we could kind of bring all our ideas to him. If it doesn't pass with him, then we kind of, yeah, we know that. Yeah. Is that, that's and, the drummer? Yeah. 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 You can always tell because the drummer's like, man, I'm, I ain't playing to that shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, that, exactly. and they've got to be able to like drive it. Right. Exactly. The drums are definitely uh, the backbone of a band, whether or not people want to accept it. Yeah. yeah especially metal. Like yeah. metal, metal drumming is like, it's, it's, I mean, it's next most, level. It's next level. Like jazz drummers, they look, they listen to metal drummers. Like yeah. if they want to hear new techniques and things like that. Yeah. Like no. listen, listening to equipoise, like, oh man, like. Oh, I love them. Same, right. You could, pick, yeah. you could go on and on with the list of great metal drummers. Yeah, yeah. I did a, I did an interview, I think two days ago with uh, Distance Between. They're from uh, Stockholm mm -hmm. and they have a female drummer from Colombia. Nice. man like you listen to the music at first and then all of a sudden you look at them and you're like like holy fuck because you don't see a lot of metal like death metal drummers that are female mm -hmm. she kills it she's got like classical training so she does all their operatic fucking symphonies and shit like nice. absolutely Wait, insane that? right um they're called distance between from I stockholm Sweden. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, i think their podcast released on sunday so oh, it'll be up soon cool. yeah i gotta uh, check them out for sure in your guys' standoff music video, you have Kaya. How'd, mm -hmm. you, guys, how'd you guys meet her, and how was that uh, experience? Because Kaya's, Kaya's an awesome oh, person. Yeah, Kaya's a good friend of mine. I met her, actually, I met her a while ago um, before I joined the Fifth Circle when I was in another band. Um, and I just I just met her at a show randomly, and, um, you know, we got talking about Metalocalypse Stick Fest, uh, the festival that she started. And Yep, I performed you know, at um, it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, I, I was the drummer of Meteor Tree. We played oh, there. Yeah. You guys were sweet. I remember you. <laughs> Thank you. No, yeah. I'm sorry. That was a while ago. But yeah, yeah, it was years ago. That's why I said exactly when I met Kai, which is when she was doing our interviews and brought us there. Yeah. And that's why I was like, well, I remember, hey, yeah. I know her. <laughs> yeah, I loved you guys. Well, I was like, you. man, Spen's, Spen's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like, I guess it was before that. So it would have been like, I don't know, probably like 2000. 15 or something uh i just met kaya at a show randomly we got talking about the fest and um you know i was in another band at the time and um i actually had been it was pretty much like i got that band on the fest and then i ended up leaving that band oh, shitty. <laughs> um, before we actually played the fest but they still had a female keyboard player so they were still on it right yeah um and then kaya was just a super awesome person was like oh well, you should just come MC the festival and like um you know we kind of just We've been really good friends since then. And, you know, I love her band, Anarchy on the Great. And, so um, sick. Yeah, you know, we, we've worked together a lot. And so we decided, okay, if we're, we're going to feature a vocalist. It's probably Kaya, you know, because she's she's great, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. no, she that's has cool, like... that, the perfect sound for that song. 
And you don't see a lot of feature vocalists. Like it's starting to come up more now. Yeah. I think. Well, I mean, it's. And it's, it's kind of a cool thing to see where you got two vocalists. Like my, one of my favorite bands, I didn't even find out until about two years ago is uh, while she sleeps. Okay. And when they do the song with Ollie Sykes, it's, it's probably one of my favorite songs because they have oh, that sorry, back and so yeah they do a back and forth well they're both from England and uh yeah it's such a sick song it's called Silent Speaks I believe and I mean if you guys haven't heard it check it out because it's the way they do it is it's so unique and that's exactly how you guys did it the back and forth and that one part and then all of a sudden it's just together and it's just raw and fucking greasy <laughs> and I love it right so it's it's cool to see yeah uh, you you guys are from Vancouver, so how is the scene with COVID and everything down there? Oh, it's, we lost well, venues. Yeah, yeah, lots of already. venues for sure. Yeah, um, it's the that's the saddest part. Like I, I'm really, um, at the same point, cautiously optimistic, but also at the same like realistic. Like when all this is over, it's going to be a very different landscape, and and it already was um, pretty small in the city. Like I, what the, the, the great adage I always hear is, you know, it's, it's awesome to be a band in Vancouver, but you have to tour out of Vancouver. You can't play in this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the scene, the, the, the pool of artists, the, 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 uh, what do you call it? The, um, the talent, uh, the talent pool is so deep and it's a real shame because there's, there's not a great out, amount of outlets to play at. Um, yeah. so the, the scene's thriving. The scene's great. And it's, we just hope, you know, like, funding comes and people step up and, and, and buy these spaces and rent out these spaces and do whatever it can to, to, to increase it because it is in really, well, hopefully the rickshaws is around. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Out of any of the venues, like the rickshaw is probably the most important, at least for yeah. the heavy music scene in Vancouver. Yeah. They, I got think. Approved. they got approved for some funding last I heard. I wonder if uh, that's what my buddy Mike works at. Maybe. Um, but what I have heard is that, um, a lot of like the Rio theater went through the same thing where they got approved for funding. It just took a really long time to come in and the bills kept coming in. Yeah. And so this is why a lot of venues are losing it because yeah, they get approved for funding and it's great, but then it just takes forever to get there. And sometimes it's too late by the time they actually get the money. Yeah. It's just like serious you know? waiting game just to get anything. Yeah. Well, they're processing, you know, the government, you know, they're processing so much stuff right now yeah. as it is like with, you know, grants funding and stuff like that. I mean, I think they should step it up. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, pro-government or <laughs> no didn't they just give like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars to uh elon musk's wife or whatever uh, and it's like just because she's from vancouver and it was like, her label actually yeah oh see and it's like i don't know like it's such a yeah. weird concept it's like you should be helping the underdogs because i mean what happens when the people that are signed stop yeah. having that talent where well, are you gonna go I did read about that specifically. And actually, I remember reading that it was actually her label that actually mostly represents small independent artists. She's just one of the only ones that got really big. So I guess oh, her, okay. label, her label was seen on a list of labels that got approved for that funding. And somebody saw that and was like, oh, that's Grimes label. Oh, she, okay. She's stealing money, right? So it was like this whole thing. The media uh, decided to do, do its thing. <laughs> yeah, it was like just this one journalist that like really just wanted attention to his blog i think so yeah right i mean that's i think it's kind of what you have to do nowadays because the only thing on the news is covid so you gotta kind of <laughs> yeah. create stories and feed off shit right now just to make something entertaining yeah well there's a lot i mean there's a lot of other stuff going on right like yeah you know definitely but 
yeah, that's the thing is like, you know, even as artists, it's like, you know, how do we compete with that? Everybody's so, you know, everybody's so worried about COVID. It's just like, you know, or politics and what's going on in the States. Yeah. yeah, Like no one, you can shout as loud as you want. No one's listening to us right now. Mm -hmm. And it's such a sad concept because I mean, you look at the seventies and when there's like a crisis in the world, any time period, music is what carried people through. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people are writing right now. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like that was one thing I was talking about uh, with um, uh, Redefined is that it's cool to see, like, we're going to have this, we're at a year right now. We don't know how long it's going to go, but at the end of it, it's like, they have already recorded two EPs and a full album. I'm like, damn, like, and that's, that's the thing, especially, I mean, like um, it's, it's really going to show when all this is over, who, who did what, who, who um, took the time to better themselves and, yes like it's it's frustrating even for us like we're you know we're not working at, at the full capacity we could nobody is of course but it, it is going to be like a real test and when all this is done who's done what and there there are going to be bands there's going to be so much great fucking music coming out of this whole thing that oh, yeah for like at least a year you're not going to like every single band you've ever heard of is releasing two records you know and, and they're I, I can't wait for that part yeah it's like it's like where what musicians should be doing you know, they should be focused on the music and not having to work worry about a nine to five. So yeah, that's I mean, where the greatest art comes from is when you actually get to focus on it. Yeah. Well, when you're presented with crisis, you got nothing else to do, but write a fucking song about it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the last yeah. year inspired a shit ton of music for me. So yeah. When everything yeah. returns back to normal, what do you guys think your uh, first thing to do is besides perform? Oh, well, we've got new stuff in the works. So hopefully, you know, I mean, we'll have a single out by then for sure. Um, we've got a new a new EP that's pretty much entirely written too. So I don't know. Hopefully, some of that will be out by then, or the whole thing. Well, besides besides yeah, playing a live show. <laughs> like I think yeah, that's I think that's everyone's show. first first thing <laughs> yeah. to do. Besides, yeah. I hope the EP is out by then. <laughs> I I hope it I hope it doesn't uh, I hope. COVID doesn't take as long <laughs> to wrap up as EP will take to make. <laughs> right. But, yeah, that's I don't know, man. I'm 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 not they keep moving the goalposts on. I don't even look at the news anymore. I was like, when COVID's no. over, it's over. It's no. it's too depressing to think about. Yeah. I, it's gonna it's gonna last a lot more and a long lot longer than a lot of people are gonna are gonna say. And that's the downside. Yeah, yeah we can't depend on it being over at like a certain point. So mm-hmm. might as well just keep writing and yeah. yeah. Just keep doing no. what you're doing. Don't think about it too much. When when it's over, it's yeah. over and it's great. We get back on stage. But until yeah. then, like if you're if you're inactive, then I mean, too bad for you. We're, well, we're, that's we're, you that's know. exactly what I what we were just talking about too. Like I definitely think that's gonna weed out a lot of the playing field for us because the bands who are just sitting there, like, oh yeah, well we've got a good following. Well, is your following still gonna be there when this is done? You know what I mean? That's that's the biggest thing. Yeah, like you have to you have to create something. You have to even if it's. Um, you know, any, 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 I guess like clickbait, any, any sort of clickbait. And I, I normally hate this kind of stuff, but like, it, it sucks. You really do have to say like, we're alive. Like, please don't forget about us. And you have, <laughs> and you have to pay to be seen at this point too. Oh, you definitely have to put out money at like ads and stuff like that. You can't just rely on organic feedback. Oh, of course. There's no, there's no website well, that actually produces that anymore. I've, yeah. Everybody's glued to their computer watching something else. Right. Nobody's there isn't there's organic, nothing. You know? yeah, yeah. And, it, and I mean, even I'm guilty of it. Like I see a sponsored band on Facebook while I'm scrolling and I'll look at it for two seconds and scroll by and I'm like, no, go back. Like, yeah. I, I gotta, <laughs> I've got to give them at least like, I got to hear them, you know, mm-hmm. 
but you just, it's so natural though. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and it sucks because it's hard to, you have to think of something that is going to stop. Come here. (laughs) So, And that's why I like your guys' videos because it it has that humor, which draws people in. And then you've got hints of humor throughout video, the whole video, you know what I mean? So it's definitely, we have to think more creative as artists and less as musicians, I guess, to create uh, content for people nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of been our main focus other than, you know, the writing is um, thinking of good visual concepts for our music videos and how we're going to visually tell that story as well and create, you know, more of an experience without the live shows because we can't rely on that anymore. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. We're going to check out the standoff. <laughs>
we we got some pretty pretty good stuff planned. Uh, you know, the video that we're planning to release next is going to be really funny. So <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Excited for everyone to see that. We'll definitely share the shit out of that. Yeah. So if you guys could change anything in the music industry, what do you think it would be? Oh man. Um, <laughs> pay to play in one word. Yep. I agree with that 100%. But uh, I don't know. That That's just me. That's that's just the, the worst part is that's just one thing. No, that's why we started this, right? That's it's yeah. like I had bands ask me, like, how much do you charge? I'm like, not a fucking thing, dude. Yeah, like, right? if you, can you share the videos? Can you like give us a like? Like, I'm not doing it for money. I'm doing it because I believe in bands and I want to see bands get out there again. I want it to be like when I was 13 and I was like going to see shows front row and headbanging because you don't see that anymore. Everyone stands like 20 feet yeah, away from the band. Totally. Like, totally. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You go see Napalm Death. People are pretty into it. Well, yeah. I mean, you, if you've got the dedicated fans for sure. But I mean, like when you're first time seeing a band and you're just kind of like groove into them. But it's not like I feel yeah. like 20, 20 years ago when I was like 11 going to shows shit was crazy totally. like there was mosh pits you could jump off the stage and crowd surf and now it's like even where i'm from in like southern ontario yeah man, right? like like, the, like you go to a, you go to a local show it's insane like what the fuck happened now everybody's just yeah like, yeah just, just standing 20 feet away yep whatever cool yeah. <laughs> judging here crazy yeah exactly right once well, it's yeah, over well, i think people... that guitar <laughs> I think when shows are back, people, I think, be excited about them again. They, they won't take them for granted as much. I definitely I think so, at too. Least I hope, at least I hope, I hope so, so, at least for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I think it was just because it was so flooded. Like, every mm. day you'd walk by a venue and there's a different five bands and a different and five who cares? bands. Yeah. But at and this yes. point, I think you're not going to have that because a lot of bands are going to be so behind the game if they didn't do anything. If they didn't already fold. Yeah. That's the sad part. And... Yeah, it's it's. I, I I remain cautiously optimistic. We'll see. I really hope it's like that. But I mean, at the same point, uh, what what I feel you are really or we are really going to see, unfortunately, is is uh, what we're already seeing, like a, a reshuffling, a refocusing of what people are into. And you know, what I mean, like you you watch every day, you know how how much traction, how much feed, um, Twitch, and how much you know TikTok and all these other things. If like everybody's got their phone fucking this far from their, you know this far from their face mm -hmm. um are we going to re return to like a live show engagement kind of thing that you, we saw in the past i hope so but you know like in it is it is yeah. scary to see just the refocusing of of what especially younger people um and there's going to be on. a hangover effect from this as well during covid it's not it's like sars when, yeah yeah and mm -hmm. it's so people are going to be in intrinsically less you know less willing to go but also more willing so it's like it's too hard to predict with something like that but to get back to your question i think one thing that we are missing is venues that aren't just bars like places that yeah. just serve alcohol is like that's that was always a problem for but that's for an issue with funding that's the thing like mm -hmm. it's like one thing i like what i was going to say what i would change about it is you know i mean it really comes down to the government and their arts funding where it's distributed, like, you know, I think recently they, they, I think it was the CBC thing that had like a list of like, you know, certain kinds of places that were approved for arts funding. Yeah. And it was only like very certain things that completely excluded like alternative music scene. Um, so 
I mean, yeah, there really just needs to be more funding for that. I think the idea of having basic income for self-employed artists is a yep. great idea. I, I would mm-hmm. like to see that happen because that then would be nice. Well, and, and sorry, and, and <laughs> specifically to build to build on Nikki's point that that is that is the problem. There there have been so many of these uh, cultural spaces that pop up, but they're not bars, mm-hmm. so the funding goes right away, yeah, right? If they're not selling liquor, then they don't care too much. And and that's the hardest part because you want to include people who don't want to go to bars, which surprisingly is a lot of people. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I personally don't drink alcohol. I, I, oh, I perform at bars. Well, but, cheers to that. Right? No. <laughs> I'm a, I smoke like crazy, but I just, yeah. uh, it's just, it's, I've been no, in that's bars. That's the hardest. Since, yeah. Like it's that's the hardest bars thing, are but... the only venues we have and it sucks. And yeah. until you see something really, um, like like private private either if, whether it's companies corporations or or just private individuals stepping up and actually funding these places, mm-hmm. I I don't think it's it sucks, but it's not going to be a thing. They're not and profitable. <laughs> it's not, well, it's not profitable, of course. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the problem to... with art. It's harder. You can't make money off of intangible things yep. or ideas. Well, you can, like, but once those people do, you usually don't go back to what the original idea yeah, better was they yeah they never go back to the, the original ideal that they had the concept yeah. well it needs to be it needs to be considered an essential part of society i think that that's why it always it, the arts have always lacked funding is because how do you explain to the government yeah how important art is <laughs> right yeah. well, i mean it, like it's intangible you can't just put it on paper like oh this is how many people you know art has helped i think it needs year. to be brought up as that fact that it's culture and that the the canadian yeah. government embraces every form of culture and a little religion, pie chart with like any lifestyle metal. yeah exactly right? <laughs> like why exclude a huge group of musicians just because you're scared of the music you know <laughs> like yeah. and i and think that's what most thing is people hear a scream and they're terrified yeah. and it's like well i mean I hear a yodel from fucking country music and I'm terrified. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like that's, and that's to get in another point. That's, that's a very real actual, uh, oh man. Yeah. I don't, I don't even get started on that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't understand where we went from like rock music, good music to all of a sudden it's like this country pop, which is the only thing that's accepted or, Uh, or like auto-tuned one hitter rap. That's like, did it, hit it, and it's like, I don't know. It's nice to see from, Cool from Blues Brothers. Like, we got both kinds of music, country and Western. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I don't understand. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, some I've met some, like, wicked fucking Berta bands that are, like, fucking metal. Oh, yeah. I think uh, Break the Silence, I think that was their name. Break, Break the, the Silence. Silence. Yeah. Break the, I love yeah. that. Dude, fucking gnarly band, yeah. right? Like, I, I've been yeah. trying to find them, too, because I'm like, I want to do an interview with them because I love them. Like, they're such a solid band to hang out with. Totally. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it would be nice to see the Canadian government step up and uh, realize that music is a culture, not just certain mm-hmm. genres. Because even CBC sent me an email and they were like, go on this. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, it says alternative, but metal is usually not accepted. He's like, well, yeah. some forms of metal are. I'm like, yeah, okay. Like mm. some forms of metal, like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. Heavier rock, with just a little extra <laughs> distortion, because I guarantee you're putting screams on there yeah so yeah. and i mean that would be a wicked thing to see is them put on a metal show because i used to, i love listening to cbc and their music shows it'd be sweet if they mm-hmm. had a metal one that was dedicated to yeah. just strictly canadian upcoming bands mm-hmm. totally yeah they should yeah i don't know why they don't well it's weird so, it's almost like like it used to have a 
metal used to have somewhat of an outlet in mainstream culture because I remember like way back in the day, like I remember watching much music and they had like what is it much much loud was yeah, it? Yeah, hair bands. That, that was, was where like, I first heard Alexis on Fire was much loud. Oh, yeah, punk yeah. and like actual metal preliminary bands archery. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was and really I mean, sweet. Well, look how popular Metallica is in pop culture. Why just embrace <laughs> yeah. certain bands just because you know what I mean? Like. I don't know. Even Slayer is accepted in pop culture. Like you have Kardashians. Which is really weird. I I personally can't stand Slayer. The only only member of Slayer I liked passed away. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not a fan of Kerry King. I'll say it openly. I don't think he's a good guitar player. Oh, he's terrible. And those metal, those like pretentious metal elitists who are like, Slayer's the only man. I'm like, okay, those are the guys who (laughs) usually don't play instruments. (laughs) (laughs) They're just just people who listen. They're definitely overrated. Like I would like, I would like to hear more about bands from that era, you know. But I always hear Slayer. Right? Yeah, like I love Sepultura. Yeah, no one yeah, hears that. that. Like they're so sick. They had tribal yeah. metal at like yeah. such an early stage of metal, and it was like they're mm. way ahead of the game. That was so cool. Yeah, I love Sepultura. Yeah, and and like even it'd be like just European bands in general are next mm-hmm. level compared to the North American bands. So it it that's yeah. I think it's the lack of culture in North America, really, because we're still developing it. We're yeah, like, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, we're such a young... North America is so young compared to, like, there's buildings in Europe that are thousands of years old. And mm-hmm. we're, like, still developing... A, we're like a teenager who's developing what they want to be. Mm. Yeah. Even our music is like that, which is cool, because you hear North America, like, American metal and North American metal, so different than European. And mm. it's so different than, um, like... Bloody Wood from India. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love such, that. One. Right, great. such a sick band. But you hear oh, the difference in the influence of the culture in the music, and I find yeah. North American music has a lot of tension in it. Have you heard? Mm-hmm. So, kind of a side note. Um, have you heard Massive Scar era? Yes. Yeah, they're they're like they like they're Egyptian, but then they have a lot of uh, members from Canada as well. They're so cool. I love them. I love seeing cultural influence in music. It's yeah. super. It's super cool. Um, and there's a I lot think, of it here. Yeah, I, yeah. I think part of, part of that problem you're alluding to, or to lack lack of culture. I think it's not necessarily that there's a lack of culture. That we've tried to bury the culture that was here before and pretend that there wasn't anything here before when we came here. Yeah. So that's very true. I mean, there's hundred percent. There's that going on too. So. I mean, the whole history of North America is rooted in slavery and colonialism, and the music, music's historical roots are rooted in that as well. So despite there being different sounds that are being produced, a lot of the modern guitar music that we hear today is all based from those same slave and colonial backgrounds of mm-hmm. North America. And how it ended up being filtered out back into Britain and through Europe like that. But in like for blues music, for instance, in the sixties, how it ended up influencing a whole generation of blues rock guitar players like Eric Clapton and Zeppelin, blah, blah, yep. blah, 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 on a, And they, a lot of the times like Led Zeppelin's first album, they didn't write a, a single song on there. <laughs> nope. They were, they got famous off the backs of all of the poor black musicians. 100%. Same with Elvis. Yeah. So like, <laughs> Well, okay, the interesting whole... thing about Elvis was that he was actually he was secretly Cherokee. He just didn't talk about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. I didn't Which know I that. find interesting because there's, you know, like the indigenous community had a huge contribution to blues music. Mm-hmm. So it was, I think in his case, he he was a mixed person. And I think he was just trying to get that music out there. Yeah. He just but, wanted to do what he could at the time. 
yeah, he couldn't talk sense. about the fact that he was mm-hmm. native because you know because of you know, what was the fifties. You couldn't you couldn't tell people you were native. Yeah. <laughs> right? And like what Jordan was talking about, like uh, yeah. the North American history, like Aboriginal history is true. And that's like my former band, Meteor Tree. Our lead singer was Aboriginal. She's from Saskatchewan, and she actually put native like um, howling and singing into that's, her music. That's what I loved about it. Yeah, so it was it was bus. super cool yeah. to see. And like I mean, Teresa is absolutely amazing with what she does. Yeah. And uh, it was cool to be a part of that because like we were embraced by her, her band brought us and paid us a ton of money to come and perform. And it was, it was more of a blessing just to f- embrace that culture, like to see them and how they loved metal. Cause you don't get mm-hmm. to see that. Right. Like, uh, a- like, sorry. Go, go ahead. On. No, go ahead. Like the, the Jerry cans would be a really good example of uh, somebody who takes like the Aboriginal culture, but also blending uh, rock and roll with it it's a really interesting like contemporary elements mm-hmm. yeah so combining like throat singing and electric guitar and like all these different things and it creates a really cool sound like that's some somebody or a band or a group that's really been able to put those things together and add the culture in with the musical norms of the day yeah that's, and that's forming really cool. the music with it yeah that's actually really cool yeah, and I think the, the yeah the unique thing about being an indigenous musician as well is that it's so like rhythm is so ingrained in our culture. Like at every ceremony, there's drumming mm-hmm. and there's dancing. Um, you know, there's always some sort of someone singing a song or something, right? It's just no. So it's, I feel like powwows yeah. are absolutely powerful. Sorry, like, uh, powwows are absolutely powerful when you get oh, to embrace one. Yeah. Like they're mm-hmm. insanely strong and it brings up so much emotion, right? So. And I mean, yeah. there's a documentary on uh, YouTube. I can't remember what it's called, but it's about bands from metal bands from the Navajo culture. Oh yeah, I highly I recommend it, man. Some wicked bands on there. It's one about, about black metal, right? On, like, yeah, certain they're like- yeah, they're they're like. Um, uh, what's yeah. the band called again? It's I can't remember. Yeah, it'll bug me. I'll I, I got a. Uh, I might even try and contact them because they're like so cool, and it'll be a really cool thing to talk about because. It's just a different mm-hmm. aspect of metal. And it's cool to see different everywhere else in the world and how they represent it. Yeah. Well, there's, um, I don't know, if, have you heard of Moments Fest? No. It's actually, it's a festival in Alberta. Um, and a guy named Carlin Black Rabbit runs it. And his band is called No More Moments. Okay. And so basically what they what they do is they hold this metal festival every year. And it's literally at like a powwow arena. Oh, cool. And it's like on the reserve and it's it's really, really cool. And I'm pretty sure he's actually, um, he's on chief and council or something too. So he's like, you know, funding it himself and it's, it's pretty cool. But um, See, like that, yeah. you've, got, you've got, you've got like bands that are helping out the music scene more than the Canadian government. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's the that's thing. Cool because, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's, it's so important in our culture. Like it's, it's no question. It's like, yeah, there has to be music. There always mm-hmm. has to be music. There's no question about it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is, is there uh, anything you guys want to say to the viewers or the world? Hi, Mom. <laughs> well played. Um, yeah, I don't know. Stay tuned for the new music. Yeah, um, so we have so much new content coming up. We have uh, a single coming very shortly, a video that we're going to, for that single we're shooting very shortly. Um, oh, tentative date, 420 for release. We're really, we're, we're we're really going to push it. <laughs> I love that. Um, it's so funny. Oh man. Um, what is it? Five song EP. Yeah, literally, we just can't wait for the restrictions to end so just we can get back to work, man. Like honestly, this 
what do you do right we're yeah we're trying our best <laughs> there's there's new music coming we're trying our best yeah it's definitely uh it's entertaining when you have to do it and can't just all get together and do it you have to do it in like separate parts yeah yeah i finally get to go finish the vocals for the ep this this upcoming weekend so i'm like nice thank god i've been talking about it for so long just want to get it done (laughs) (laughs) cool well if you guys i mean once once restrictions are lifted you guys should uh, definitely come up to the okanagan and we'll set up a show oh i can't wait and we'll get together yeah Yeah. all right guys well i'll definitely we'll set you up for another interview soon and we'll talk again Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Bye, guys. Cheers. Thanks. Goodbye.